1: This is it. Oh,
2: oh God. And the elbow. Wow. Good. the killer gorilla, oh, and Oh,
3: left one to the knee. I got a chin, a jaw, and a left hand, and I come into the cage with it every single time.
4: That's on video,
5: I've never been happier. i made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> Listen to me, We're here.
4: You know, it tells you that Makachev um, is such a good fighter, Matt. We have Drew Dober on today fighting Bobby Green, the opening fight of the main card this Saturday, and both guys i believe drew got stopped in the second if i'm correct or i i know uh bobby gets stopped in the first and i know drew uh or is that a decision with drew uh what? nope Camara. it was a submission in the third sorry Camara, i believe oh, yeah yeah in the third you're
5: correct yeah why don't we shut up the uh interview with drew dober bring it up him getting camora by uh islam
4: well no because bobby is his opponent and that was bobby's last fight and I'm just saying, it's such a, a good... Drew has had two, uh, two, two very, very solid wins uh, since then. But it's just such a testament to how good Islam Akachev is that both of these guys were stopped. Because Bobby Green is is not an easy guy to put away. Um, you know, and, and Islam is going to be a problem in that division for a long time.
5: That is very true. And I want to hear his thoughts on this fight with... Uh
4: you mean him going up in weight and fighting yeah and a lot of people have said it and i think he even even safe said, said it that he's used to walk around much heavier but uh fighting a guy who's a lot heavier is a little bit different i think uh we could ask jared he's here jared cannon your main event against sean strickland what a fucking fight this is going to be um and i'm interested because jared has bounced around in different weight classes as well um and was 300 pounds at one point and there was talks about how what's his name uh how Volkanovsky used to walk around at 200. So it'd be interesting to ask Jared what he thinks of that as a guy who's experienced that.
5: I got something else to ask, Jared. Don't let me forget.
4: Okay, I, I'll ask him this, and then you can ask him yours.
5: I believe when he fought Forrest... Um, when he fought... Uh, I was about to say Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. When he, he did fought, he fight Forrest Whitaker. What's
4: that, your little fantasy fighting? Your Is that your fucking UFC? Thor-
5: UFC? Ghost Dog Thor- when Forrest Whitaker played a, a, a fat, chubby ninja in the city. But anyway, that's not the... That's the <laughs> Robert Whitaker. Uh, I believe he had a bruised ulnar nerve from a kick. Now look, I've never oh. spoken—I've never spoken to anybody about the ulnar nerve. When I fought GSP the second time, Cliff notes—I'll sum it up. It didn't go well. But when he took me down, I elbowed his head like no, like 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 Kenny Florian. And the second I did, it felt like from my elbow down, I had no arm. I told you this before.
4: Who had the problem with the ulnar nerve? Is it Jared?
5: Yes, it was Jared Cannoneer. So I want to ask him if it was, if it felt, if it felt like mine felt where I couldn't feel anything. How was that? I mean, I had to fight another round like that until it stopped, but it was very weird. It, It felt like I had a shadow on It was like, I want to know how bad was his ulnar nerve bruise. And I want to know his, I want to hear without me talking about it, I want to hear what he felt What what that was like Because I know what that was like But I never spoke to anybody else That had to fight With a severe ulnar nerve uh, bruise And I'll tell you It's like if you were sitting And sleeping on your arm or hand And then you go to fight It's like it's weird Because you're like Yes It was so weird So I want to ask him about that doesn't have to be right away But you know Yeah You know what I like to say Oh wait Oh wait wait. All right, I'm done I'm not going to sing anymore
4: Hey, Jared, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Good, buddy. Good to see you. That, man.
4: We have two things we want to ask you, but before we forget, so I have one and Matt has one. Matt, do you want to go first?
5: I, yes, I do. Cause I might forget it. Okay. Now, Jared, something happened to you in one of I'm going to I think it was the Robert Whitaker fight. I'm not sure. And you can clear this up for me, but it happened to me in one of my fights and you're the only other guy I know that mentioned this same injury during a fight you had a severe uh bruise on your ulnar nerve was that the Robert Whittaker fight uh it wasn't a bruise on the ulnar nerve it was the actual break of the ulna bone oh my god oh, yeah. oh yeah, shit right there. oh man what am I bitching about Jimmy I, I, I had a <laughs> dead arm for like two months so I could you explain I, I know what a bruise feels like of it which was woo-hoo. what did that feel like and it was it was during the Robert Whittaker fight correct Yeah, it was.
4: And can you say when it happened in the fight? How far into the fight?
2: When and what it felt like, please. Maybe like 56 seconds into the fight, he threw that first Robert Whitaker Reaper kick he throws. And that's the one that broke my arm. Wow. So like the first minute in, he threw that kick and and broke the arm. So he had to fight like another 14, 14 minutes. When it happened, it didn't really hurt. You know, when you break bones, it don't really hurt. Uh, a- afterwards when the inflammation set in and that and the pain signals, you know, the pain uh signals start getting sent, that's when the shit gets uh yeah. un- unenjoyable. But um, you know, when you're in a fight, uh sometimes you just don't feel you don't feel those the shots, the breaks or anything like that. You just know something's wrong. I knew I knew the integrity of my arm had been compromised severely. So I knew the damn thing was broke. I closed, opened the hand, felt the movement in there. I'm like, yep, that arm has gone. So Luckily, the radius was still intact. That's why you guys didn't see my arm flopping around. So that was good.
4: So your adrenaline kind of keeps you able to continue. Were you still throwing punches with it? Or were you really laying off?
2: I threw one punch. I think I hit him with one little jab, but I was faking with it a little bit. I was blocking all the kicks he was throwing for the rest of the fight with it. So, oh, man, dude. Did he ever catch on? No, he didn't say he didn't know after the fight. He didn't even know.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's crazy because that, that's the like it, when uh, when someone is compromised and the announcers will notice it and they go in apparently he hasn't noticed it yet. Uh, but then there's there, all of a sudden you can see sometimes when a fighter realizes that uh, whatever the, the injury is. And I had wanted to ask you just before you came in, we were talking about uh, Volkanovsky going up to 155 to fight Islam Mikachev. And I, I think it's a big jump to fight a really dangerous guy. But people say well he walked around at 200 and 200 and something for a long time you're a guy who is at 1.300 and you fought a different weight so you know what it's like to have been heavier naturally and then lost is it a big difference when you're lose all that weight but then you're fighting guys who are used to fighting other guys at that weight like you know what i mean does it, is it an advantage that you walked around heavier at one point
2: there is somewhat of an advantage your body does maintain the memory of carrying that weight around I don't know if he's trained with guys of that size. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he has guys of all sizes in his gym. But I don't think he has any Islam. I don't know how to say his name. name. Makacha. Yeah, Makacha. I don't think he has any of those in his gym. So it's a completely different animal, you know, especially when you incorporate the weight class differences, you know. So he's been walking around at 170, 180 to maintain that 145 uh, title, where Islam's probably been like 180, 190. To do what he's doing at at 155, so that 10 pounds is a, makes a huge difference. It doesn't matter if you've been big, or, big and strong at one point. When your body settles in at a weight, then you start to feel those those subtle differences in the variances of weight.
4: And, and when you fought uh, Adesanya, you went the distance. Uh, and what was being in there with him? Was it what you expected? Was he a little slipperier than you thought he would be, or or did he did you match up kind of the way you thought you would? Or what were your thoughts on that fight?
2: Uh, he was about. What I expected, you know, hard to get a hold of. Good footwork, good movement, long reach, uh, pokey jabs and kicks and stuff like that, um, and some dangerous tools that he used as well, but weren't really effective. His head kicks are neutralized with good head movement or good pressure or or, or just footwork in general. Um, his jab was was pretty on point. You know, he got he he yeah he hit me a few times with his jab, but other than that, you know, I avoided most of the big shots that he he's known to throw in his fights. Um, he avoided pretty much damn near all, all of mine,
5: so uh, I don't even know what to call it. But it was a good learning experience, nonetheless. Now, now I was gonna say you got Sean Strickland. Now Sean Strickland's a bit of a character, uh, very outspoken. I like watching anything he puts out there because it's very raw and it's it's pretty genuine to him. I mean he's he's just a, he's a, he's a different kind of cat. Now. If he starts talking to you in there, are you gonna get chatty or no?
2: I might, but I don't I don't want to get off task. I don't want to get uh I don't want to let the talking take my focus away of what I'm doing. Only way I would re-engage with him is if I'm gonna use it to my advantage to win the fight. Maybe give him a little something to play with, something to think about while I'm working on something else. But um no, I don't think I'll be engaged with him. I might just ignore him if he decides to talk or. If he does decide to talk, I'm going to hit him and make him regret, you know, not focusing on not getting hit.
4: Yeah, when when guys talk like that in the cage, I always wonder how effective it is because you're all so good uh, at fighting. I mean, you're you're all good at combat and, and at that psychology of another guy trying to knock you unconscious. It would work on me. If some guy in a mall was talking as he kicked his shit out of me, it would bother me. But to a guy who's on your level of fighting, is it something you can ignore and you know that it's, it's a meaningless, it's just a part of his arsenal, like a jab? Or does it affect you or upset you at all?
2: No, uh, for some martial artists, uh, we learn emotional control. You know, people can say whatever they want to say and then not really affect us in, in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and that's the control you learn through martial arts, you know? So uh, I, don't, I don't have to respond to everything that he says you know uh to be honest what other people say is that's ex- external dialogue the only thing that matters is my internal dialogue i'll oh, hear some shit on the outside and then i'm going to make my have my internal dialogue as what as far as processing what's being said and whether i believe it or not i want to you know whatever i want to do with this information so if it's external dialogue, if it's external dialogue it's for me it could be it's initially irrelevant initially irrelevant until i've digested what it what it is and if it's remains that if it's negative and it doesn't help me it's gonna
5: stay irrelevant and if it helps me then i can we can work with it hey jerry what else is new on the uh at the cannoneer uh household what's new with you anything else anything anything new and exciting besides the fight news uh what about main event what else outside no. the only uh, outside of fighting uh um, yes Hobbies, Nothing hobbies, there. jared What do you like to do? What do you like to watch on TV? What do you like on your? What are you streaming right now? Uh, I try not to watch too much TV. You know, only yeah, thing I'm streaming, I, I go back and stream some
2: old animes. Right now, I've been watching Death Note. I watch uh, rewatching that one. Uh, Rick and Morty. I started watching that again. But other than that, I stay away from a lot of the other TV shows. You know, if you see the anime. A lot of the real shows that they have out, the acting is garbage and it's too unrealistic and it's unrealistic ideas that I want to have floating around in my head in general. I'd rather have anime ideas if there's going to be anything in my head. But to be honest, I'm not watching too much on TV. I'm playing God of War, Ragnarok on the PlayStation a lot. Uh,
5: (laughs) The kids are getting big. The dogs are are all getting big, you know. Let me ask you about that anime. Let me tell you, cause I I, mean, I love so many things that are like I love like I love cartoon stuff like if it's like drawn right, um the animation is good. There's some anime that I could like, but I don't know. I thought I'd be into it more, but some people, my brother-in-law Edwin, loves it. He freaking loves it. You of my young front fighters, young Marcus? I actually used it. In between rounds, uh, I told Jimmy this. My one of my young amateurs was fighting <laughs> over the weekend. This is why my voice is done. He lost two rounds. So the third round, I go, Marcus, forget about that shit right now. You're in one away in one of your anime movies. You're the <laughs> fucking hero. He was like, yes, I'm the power up, motherfucker. And he went out. <laughs> and great. But what is it with this anime that resonates with with fighters? Israel Asanya, he loves it all. That's right. Talk to me. Talk to me. What is
2: it? Well, it's certain anime. There's a lot of anime that I stay away from. You know, it goes; it can go many different directions. But uh, for me, it's the. uh, There's a lot to it. You know, there's a lot of uh, concepts that go around. Martial arts, you know, is a general concept that we all see. With Dragon Ball Z, the idea of training and enjoying training and always getting stronger and better—that I got, I picked that up from Dragon Ball Z. but um you know, like like I said, I've been watching Death Note. That's a very cerebral anime, you know what I'm saying? Um, where it makes you it? think about you recommend I would recommend it, yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. As an adult, yeah, as an adult who doesn't like anime, who's probably not too into anime, but you know, can tolerate it, I would recommend Death Note. You might you might enjoy Death Note. You know cerebral right? why
4: I- is it more story driven? Sorry, man, is it more story driven than fighting or is, is it, it-
2: yeah, it's more story-driven. Um, the concept is the main character acquires a supernatural notebook that he can write. He he decides to play God and write criminals' names in and clean up cleans up the streets. Uh-huh. And he's being investigated by another very smart person. And uh, there's a whole bunch of things that occur, and it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty intriguing to be to say the least.
5: Netflix is it on Netflix?
2: It's on. I'm watching it on Hulu. Is it J- Japanese? No, they haven't dubbed. I, I don't do the Japanese. I can't I can't read anime. I ain't finna sit here and watch a show and read it. No. Yeah. You got it has to be dubbed. I don't speak
5: Japanese, so I this is one I love. This is one of, my, one of my favorite animes. I watched it not too long ago. I put it on to my brother-in-law. He binged it. It was called Super Crooks. And it's done oh, by God, it's done God. by the guy who did Kick-Ass. I'm going to say Matt Vaughn. I'm, I'm fucking that up. Uh, okay. Yo, producer, find out who did Super Crooks, please. It's so good. Oh man. Yeah. It's about supervillains. And pretty much that's it. They do it. It's almost like a Ocean's 11 or Ocean's 12. Okay. What are some of the one of those like a heist like a heist movie with supervillains? But oh, I loved it. And Edward, yeah. King, Mark Miller. That's who it is. So it's very, you know, I'm like a superhero guy. So good. So good. Check that okay. one out. Where do yeah. I find that? On Netflix? That's on that was on Netflix. I hope it's still there because now I want to watch it again. Well, if it's an anime, I can go to any old website. Yeah, Super Crooks. Yeah. And no, and this is different, and this is not an anime, but it almost feels like an anime. Uh, it's called, um, uh, Bullet Train. But uh, you ever see Bullet Train with Brad Pitt? That's almost. No. Like, oh, you seen it? I
2: just heard. No, of it. I haven't. Seen
5: it. It's yeah. It's fun. It's It almost feels like an anime movie because it's like over the top, and it's It's got good music to it, and uh, oh. Our producer watched that last night. Okay. Yeah, he said
2: he watched it last night. Yeah. Yeah.
5: It's pretty good. So that might hype you up for the fight. Yeah. I, I,
2: I wanted to ask
4: you, too. You, uh, you, I know you were in the military and I know there was a, a discharge of marijuana, which is so stupid. When that happens, do you lose all your benefits or do you still collect?
2: I don't, I'm not collecting any benefits. You know, well, I mean, when they people first, when they
4: first people, had you, when have they, said,
2: people said that I can get like disability, but, uh, uh, I don't need disability. I wasn't disabled by the army or anything like that. Um, the only benefit that I got was the, the short uh, stint of unemployment I got out when I got out of the army.
4: Okay. And you but were fixing planes, right?
2: I was working on air traffic control equipment. Yeah.
4: Oh, so radios, okay.
2: beacons, mapping equipment and stuff like that.
4: So can you stand in an air traffic control like station and kind of understand what they're doing on the screen?
2: Right now, <laughs> it would take some time to figure out and a couple of questions to, you know, re, uh, uh, re-engage that thought, those thought processes. It's been, what, over five years since I've done that? So, yeah, I haven't really been thinking about air traffic control or electronics or anything like
5: that for the last five years.
4: Oh, okay. Jimmy,
5: he's fighting a cage in front of the world, main event. He doesn't have to have those two fucking things in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's,
4: the, yeah. that's not air traffic control oh. those are the ground guys these are the I guys guess. that make sure the planes don't hit each other
5: I,
2: yeah i knew, I knew it we use good. leads too we can measure measure electronics with leads we can use that shit like that exactly too.
4: do you know <laughs> or let me ask you do you understand at an airport like when they're saying uh yeah, z x with a y and then there's an a like all those weird letters on the runway do you know what those mean nope all right, good. That makes me feel a little bit better. You worked at the airport, and you don't know what that means. I have no idea. I'm dying to find one person who can tell me what those
2: things mean <laughs> and how to read them. Yeah, I'm sure, good, I'm sure there's a good
5: meaning behind it, but I don't know. Hey, I seen on the Instagram, and you're wearing the shirt there, that you were teaching uh, some classes at the MMA lab on Saturday mornings. It sounds like me. It sounds like what I'm doing on Saturdays. Do you, do you still do that? Do you still teach at the lab, or is that like a guest day?
2: No, I still teach uh, Saturdays at 10 a.m. And sometimes I cover the 11 a.m. class too as well on Saturdays before sparring.
5: Now, does that bring you, is that enjoyable for you?
2: It is enjoyable and it's beneficial, you know, because I definitely want to uh, uh, try my hand at coaching in the future after I'm done fighting. Wow. I want to stay in the sport. So I wanna, I, I'd want i love to own my own gym. I definitely want to open one up back in my hometown. But uh, coaching is definitely in my future. That's going to be my... Right now, that's one of my retirement plans, so uh,
5: coaching. It's a good one. I, I, I taught at 7 a.m. today. It is 33 people, though. It was great. It's like a seminar. Anyway, uh, it's, it's very fulfilling. These days, I'll, do, I'll teach the morning, the noon. I'll come here, do a podcast with Jimmy, go back, hang out with the kids. It is a very rewarding and fulfilling life as long as you get things. To, I don't like to be behind the desk. You get somebody to do that the right way. You show up with a smile, teach a couple of arm locks. It's like, <laughs> I almost feel like, oh, my God, this is my job? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I enjoy That's it.
2: That's what I want right there. That's what I want right there. So I know who to talk to whenever the time comes that, for me to start setting my roots and laying the path you, down. You hit me up, and I'm going to ask you. i yeah.
5: like death note. Man, know, I want to come
2: up there to your gym, too, and train, too. I need to come up there to train, man.
5: Anytime. I've been bro. back in New York. Yeah. Anytime. Me, Longo, all doors are open. Longo, Longo, yeah, man. Thank Longo. You, man. Longo
4: always says nice things. Uh, hey, yeah. Jared, is there anything a coach has ever done at any point in your career that you said, that's something I would never do as a coach? Like, you learn from good things, but you also learn from things that probably didn't work. Uh, is there anything that you, like, have seen a coach do or f- that you're like, yeah, I would not want to incorporate that. It wasn't helpful.
2: I mean, we've all been on the regional circuit, and we see all kinds of shit in those locker rooms. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've seen some shit. Nothing that I would be like, wow, I would have never thought. But uh, we've seen some crazy stuff, you know. Coaches teaching guys, you know, how to kick a jab away and and things like that. But um, yeah, you know, you hear stuff that you know you don't want to do. That you know, you don't really want to be pulling guard.
4: Is kicking a jab away bad advice?
2: <laughs> I mean, unless you're Stephen Thompson, uh, you can kick <laughs> like that. But uh, no, that's not really a good a good uh, uh technique to use to deal with the jab. To be honest, you're gonna expose yourself to a whole lot more. <laughs>
4: And how do you see if if you are able to get by Sean on on Saturday night? Uh, what are you looking to get back another shot at the title, especially now that it's changed hands? Um, it was an incredible uh, fifth round finish for Pajeda. Uh, what what is your like short term goals after this fight if it goes the way you want it to go?
2: Uh, definitely, I want I, I would love to get another shot at the title. Um, if that's not it, uh, the t- the contenders match is it. So uh, that's the uh short-term future i see ahead of me either a title shot or a contenders match after this one
4: were you shocked at the uh what happened because adesanya was i think dominating every round but the second he looked great against pahita but that fifth round were you surprised or was it one of those things you were kind of expecting
2: i would say anybody expected that to happen um nobody expects that to happen (laughs) especially adesanya right (laughs) but um it happens right yeah so uh nothing you can say about that you know it's very unfortunate the way he lost it. i th- i i uh i too thought that he was on his way to winning the, winning
5: it
0: yeah
2: but um all the props to alex for hanging in there coming on strong at the end he came on strong in those last two even in the fourth round he, he his output was more in that fourth round in that fifth round he, he took a to him from start to finish and uh it paid off big time so uh hats off to him uh i will say that you know i've said this before but you know him lose or out of losing the belt or that fight going the way it went brings more interest to the middleweight division, as opposed to just Israel uh, himself. So, you know, there's a silver lining to it for, for most of us.
4: There's a potential matchup for them again, uh, probably a rematch if, if, if they both want it. And if Pajeda hangs on and wins again, and then, then every matchup at the top of the d- is a brand new matchup. All of you guys who have fought Israel uh, and it's it's just it, he's a different fighter. Uh, so yeah, that's got to be exciting. I'm sure you would like to see him win, so you get another shot sooner rather than later.
2: Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Sooner rather than later is always good for these top shots, and especially uh, especially now because I know that I'm ready for him. Um, I get better with every fight. After having my first title fight, I feel like I've uh, warmed up my swimming legs, if you will. <laughs> I'm ready to get in there and and uh, attack the water, if you will. So um, sooner is definitely better than later, but uh, I'll be ready when the time comes.
4: And what are you expecting out of Strickland before we let you go? Um, again, Matt said he's an aggressive guy. He comes forward. Um, are you expecting just a, a, a brawl or, or do you think that a lot of times people expect something like that and, and it kind of goes the opposite way because both guys are so good at it?
2: Well, I don't have brawls. None of my fights are brawls, you know? Um I take too much pride in what I do to just sit out there and brawl it out with people, you know? Uh, so, uh, I plan on being a Supreme fighter, the Supreme athlete and, uh, a superior competitor in that, that night, you know, I want to put it on him. Uh, he likes to bring pressure and a prominent jab. I'm elated at the thought that means I ain't got to come and get you. You'll come to me. So whenever he comes, you know, the jaw snaps shut and, uh, that's it you know i'm gonna get my hands on him i'll be i'll know i be able to get my hands on him so i wanted to get my hands on israel he's you know he he play he has his game plan he moves around he moves away he's evasive whereas uh strickland isn't so much he does move around he will not stand in there and start getting hit but uh There's gonna be more of an opportunity to hit this man than there was to hit uh Israel, that's for sure.
4: Well, I would hate to hear that coming from Jared Canada. I don't care how (laughs) good of a fight you are. I would hate to be the guy you're talking about when you say that. Uh good luck on Saturday. Uh again, we're both big fans of you and this is a great fight. Another great main event for you. So good luck on Saturday and I'm sure we'll see many more uh great fights out of you.
2: Hell yeah. Thank you guys once again
5: for inviting me on the show.
4: Yeah, we'll talk to you again soon, okay?
5: Oh, our best Jared. Later, man.
4: Okay, take care, buddy. Take care, brother. Both in and out of the octagon, UFC fighters only trust Thorne to fuel their performance. That's because Thorne ensures athletes won't test positive for over 200 banned substances. As UFC's official sports performance nutrition partner over the last three years... Thorne uses the cleanest ingredients and their labels are fully transparent here's what ufc senior vice president of athlete health and performance jeff novitsky has to say
1: this is important not only for the elite ufc professional athlete but also for the general consumer as well ensuring what they're taking has exactly what it says on the label is safe and science and research backed
4: now, like Jeff says, Thorn supports athletes of all ages in every stage of their game, from professional athletes to athletic professionals. UFC only trusts Thorn. You should too. Find out why at Thorn, that's T-H-O-R-N-E.com. T-H-O-R-N-E dot com. Thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E.com. Use the promo code UFC ten. That's UFC one zero. Purchase today and see why you only want Thorn in your corner.
5: Hey man, I'm looking forward to it, man. I am too. Yeah. Five round fight. And, uh, what he's saying is, yes, he, you know, it's not like he just stands there to get hit, but when you, he, but, but, but Sean Strickland comes to hurt people. Like he, yeah. he goes forward.
4: By the way, you knew what I meant by brawl, right? Just no, both guys being aggressive you No,
5: you're hitting the nail on the head. My point is they're going to meet in the middle and they're going to yeah. fucking brawl. So, I mean, I truly don't see this one going the, the distance. Uh, I think around the third or fourth round, somebody's fallen. That's what I think. Maybe and I I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about who that is up until we do our picks after. Yeah,
4: because they're both coming off a loss. But again, both coming off different kinds of losses to the top two guys in, in the world. I mean, uh, to, uh, to Alex, uh, Sean lost to uh, Pajeda in that tough stoppage. And then, um, you know, Jared Canyon with the distance with Adesanya.
5: The true question, though, It is like whether it is from the soundtrack from Guardians of the Galaxy or if it's the original version. Is it Hail or is it Hey? Hail, Hail, what's the matter with you? Mm, I don't care anymore. Mm, mm, You can do it. It was a bit of a technical glitch. Or is it Hey, Hey, what's the matter with you Mm, and your mind and your so divine? Come and get my love. Or is it oh. your love? What is it? I, I, Jimmy, I'm, you, I'm
4: not going to tell you. I know the answer, so, but I'm not going to tell you.
5: You're so mean to me. <laughs> um, move over, Drew Dober. Drew Dober's on soon.
4: Drew Dober, yes.
5: And I will forever remember looking at him when I was looking at a pretzel place in a stone stupor and I was on a city on a sidewalk in New York city. high as a yep. motherfucking kite. And I see drew Dober and his fiance at a pretzel fucking stand. Anyway, that was just my, I just remember. And then I went over, and I talked to him and for the first few seconds, it was great. And then I trailed off. And it was yeah, exactly he was probably
4: cool. like, what do
5: you? Uh... Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You guys were there the whole time. Uh, uh, New York. Uh, I don't know. It was bad, bro. It was in the city. of. It was right at the MSG card. Um, Jimmy, Drew Dober was Bobby Green. is very, yes, it is. Right? Could Drew Dober hang with Bobby standing up? Can he? He's very powerful. Or is he going to look to take him down?
4: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Drew gets a hold of him. I think he tries to take him down um i don't know i mean this is a really really good fight it's a good first fight on this card uh on the main card at least by the way there's a couple of really good matt a couple of really good uh prelim fights too let me open this up here i was looking at uh you know alice caceres uh fighting again this guy fights every two weeks he is always fun to watch i love i love he's on the main card but uh, i love watching alice caceres uh uh julian marquez and duran win that is a great fight on the, uh, on the prelims. I'm really, uh, that's the one I was oh, thinking wow,
5: about.
4: That's a great fucking fight.
5: I love De'Ron Wynn. De'Ron Wynn, yeah. He's my height. He's 5'6", and he fights at middleweight.
4: Yes, he does.
5: I always root for him because of that. You know what? Yeah. I was short at welterweight at 5'6". This guy's fighting giants.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he's a very squat little powerful man.
5: Yeah, I've been called squat before. And I and he, oh he's five six and he's fighting versus Julian Marquez who's six two. Yeah,
4: I used to be in the shorter guy though. too. Like, I think Cormier was too in the in the yeah, against
5: heavyweights at five six versus six two. You could do an overhand and catch him in the nuts. Anyway, listen. Why don't we? I'm sorry. Uh, I like to see Brian Donald. do a couple
4: of picks. You want to do a couple of picks? Obviously not Drew until we get his state of mind.
5: You know what? We haven't seen Cheyenne uh Vismas. You know why she had a different last name? That's why it throws me throws me. She got divorced. Mm -hmm. So that's why it threw me off with her name. Right? When she first fought here, fought in the UFC. Her name was she had her husband in the UFC also. Yeah, she used to be Cheyenne Bys. Oh right. Cheyenne. She's tough. And she's fighting Corey McKenna. That's a good that's a good fight right there. Yeah, it is a good fight. Anyway uh oh we got semi the jedi Matthew seven seven Matt steps, Hemsburg, right? yeah fighting jake matthews bro jake matthews has been looking fucking insane lately yeah right
4: that's a great prelim fight yes
5: i want to watch death note now i'm not big to anime but
1: i might want to watch
5: that
4: yeah but let me plug when this is by the way please do that cannon versus strickland is this saturday the 17th in las vegas now four o'clock the prelims start earlier and the main card starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time, which is great. Um, what, let's do a couple of picks.
5: Let's start with the main event. Let's fucking go.
4: Canoneer Strickland. I have to go with Cannonier in this. As tough as Strickland is.
5: Yeah, man. Strickland is tough.
4: I have to give Canoneer a third round stoppage.
5: You fuck. That's what I was going to say. I'm sorry, Jimmy. That was wrong. Jimmy, by the way.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. You want to well, comment that I lost weight?
5: I was literally about to do that. How did you know that? I was joking. I'm not joking. I was about to say, I see you're drinking your water. That was water, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it's, it's uh, on sugar free seltzer. Yes. Or, or, or no, yeah, sparkling water.
5: All right, sparkling water. Jimmy, you know why I know that you lost weight? Well, I know because I'm looking at you. That's one. why. Well, look, you're wearing Jimmy.
4: So I'm wearing white?
5: You're wearing white. I'm wearing black. Yeah. I'm wearing, well, I'm not. You're kidding. a tank. I don't want to
2: do that. No, I don't I want
5: to make it. Jimmy, I don't want to make it about
2: me. Thank you.
4: Very
5: nice. uh, I want to make it about you. You are wearing white and you lost a lot of weight. Jimmy, thank you. Uh, my next question, and I don't mean it's the wrong way. Sure. AIDS?
4: I'm working on it. Not yet. Oh. I keep getting negative oh, no. tests and I'm kind of well, bummed about it. Well, I'm sorry.
5: Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, Whole I 30 scared.
4: diet and, what and lots
5: it? of uh, training.
4: No, I've been I've been in the gym a lot, although not this week because I've been so busy. But yeah, I go to the gym four times, five times a week. A lot of sometimes when I'm alone, I'll do a one-hour walk on the treadmill, like three and a half miles, and then I do uh, pull-ups and a few other exercises. One four uh, you know four exercises three times each, and it's about an hour and twenty-minute workout. It's good.
5: It feels like yesterday, and it wasn't. It was probably months ago that you were a little little.
4: A little porker. I was an oinker. A, little, a little pork belly. A little, I'm not done losing. I can but say I'm, it
5: now. It's, yeah, you're it, right. I hate, know what I hate? When I am chubby. And even if it's night, they mean it the right way. I don't like when it's pointed out because I'm like, it makes you feel horrible. Yeah, but
4: it's living, also helpful. Like, like the fact
5: that- You're living in it though. And you feel horrible in your own body. Right,
4: but I should have. I look in the mirror and I go, you fat pig. And I knew uh, it was now, time to lose weight.
5: Yeah, I feel good now. But Jimmy, you-, you it's, I can see now that you were a little, little, little. I was in a
4: fucking oinkard and I have to lose. I'm still going to lose a few more. I'm buying pants a little smaller just to get myself into them, but I'm down. I'm down 27. So I want to go down a couple of more pounds.
5: 27. 27, 27 yeah. Dude, listen, man, that's great. That Thank you. Great. Congratulations on that.
4: Thank you. you. Know. Whole 30 I mean, diet. And I order my food from uh, a, a website. Um, it is just a tough diet to stick to, but it's very, very worth it if you can.
5: Jimmy, you know what's funny? I didn't talk to you. I had a little incident at um, Universal. Right, I meant to ask
4: you about that. Yes, I know you were, gonna, you were teasing it when you're I telling a, your new friend Steve-O and you don't fucking tell your old buddy. Well, what happened?
5: Well, you can have you to play your video. You might have, but that, that video right now, if you go on my Instagram, guess how many views that has?
4: <laughs> I'm going to guess 10,000. Seriously, guess. Um, hold on, questions. let me guess.
5: Don't look at it yet, guess.
4: Uh, 200,000.
5: 200,000. And then you tell me what you think. The one with me with the snow behind me. Tell me what that... Oh, wait, you don't know how many views, do you?
4: No, I uh, hold on. I do not know.
5: I guess, I, I guess I'm the only one who knows, right? If it's on my page.
4: Wait a minute. Is it on Instagram? Yes. Which video I, are you talking about?
5: The video that has 800.
4: Wow.
5: 88,000. Almost a million.
4: Which view, buddy? Which, which video? What, what are you doing in it?
5: Right, look, look, you see the one with me with the snow? That one. Uh, if you scroll down, it's underneath It's underneath the first one of uh, me doing a. That's me doing some. That's the girl's suit.
4: Oh, it. there you are. I didn't realize it was snow. 888. That's yeah, a what lot. With that fucking guy.
5: Jimmy, I said the story already. I'll give you the quick version. Now, you you know know. I, Jimmy, you know I have stomach trouble. Oh, I know. We're gonna talk about it after we talk to Drew Dober.
4: All right, but don't forget. Oh,
5: I'm gonna tell you, Jimmy, because oh my goodness, that's a lot of views. And I didn't even mean It's it
4: amazing. Like yeah, it's great.
5: We'll talk about it after. So for the people You're a
4: sensation.
5: Well, Jimmy, I might be sensational, but come and get your love. Yep. Jimmy, come and get your
4: love. Well, let's love. sing after Drew because I don't I don't want him to all of a sudden hear that and then click
5: get out. Your love, Here he comes. Look at this good-looking son of a bitch. Drew! How you doing? You know, the weight cut makes it look better. Drew, sometimes you fight two hard rounds and your hair's not out of place. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't know how I do it either. A hard drill.
4: You're fighting Bobby Green. Opening fight of this uh, of this Cannoneer Strickland car. This is a great fight. Um, and, and you guys have both fought Makachev. And uh, you got—he really is as good as people say he is. Was he surprisingly strong to you, or was there anything about him in the cage that surprised you?
3: It was not so much his strength, but his just uh, the 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 completeness of his game. It was just—I felt like I was I was trapped, and there was no way out. Like there was no man. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not—he's very rarely out of out of position. Um, It was just, yeah, it was it was just frustrating. I felt like I was just getting smothered, and there was nothing I could do about it.
4: How good does it feel to come back and get two stoppages after that, to kind of get that out of your system and come back and have two really, really good performances?
3: I mean, I'm I'm just glad to have fantastic uh, performances and and fights for everyone else. Uh, I I don't go into fights expecting one, but it's great to come out with one.
5: You know what's really great? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I mean, it's not after Islam, you know, you met Brad, Brad Riddle and you lost the decision. And then you went, so that's two in a row, and that could really cripple another fighter mentally. And then after that, they give you Terrence McKinney. I don't know what they got against you because Terrence McKinney is a very fucking violent person, very good. So to win the way you did in that fight, yeah. I mean, what were you thinking of? Now you got the you listen, you got the monkey off your back. You got two wins now. You got momentum. But I just want to go back to that Terrence McKinney fight. You uh, you dropped two in a row, respectively, with versus tough, tough, tough. Oh, that's understand. Yeah stuff guys. Then you get Terrence McKinney. What did you think about with that one? Are there any thoughts going through your head with that negative positive? Yeah, that's the fight I want. It's, uh, you know, at the end, at the end of the
3: day, I'm just going to be a grandfather telling these stories to my grandchildren, right? So, like, I, I'm just trying to make the biggest waves. And so I'm not trying to find, you know, the easiest way into the rankings. I'm trying to find the loud fights. And Terrence McKinney will make these fights loud. So that was the fight I want. And uh, it happened, as I expected, just a little bit more extreme. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just excited to have
5: these fights. And Bobby Green is, again, one of them. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, uh, that's why. I mean, I'm in a with Travis Luder, we were talking about in the tough four house, and he's like, "It's all about what we do from here until we're in that rocking chair, and then it's the stories we talk about." And when we're in that rocking chair, I'm like, "Fuck, man, that's a guy. I, I like that shit. It's all about that journey." All right, we're back. But I you want, said you I said mean, you
4: don't expect that. That was interesting too. And you said you don't necessarily go into it expecting. What What do you expect when you go in? Or do you have any expectations, or do you not manage them, or? or-
3: I, I try not to expect you know, in the fight game and in life in itself, man, there's no predictions. There's only reactions. And, uh, man, I'm going to try to come in there assuming Bobby's going to be a certain way and he might not. Right. Bobby has a plan for me and I don't know what that plan is. And we got to figure out when we're in there. So it's all reaction and no prediction. And, uh, Man, what I have been trying to tell people, and it's kind of something I I started gaining in my 30s, which is I spend so much time thinking about these 15 minutes. Why am I in a hurry to get out, right? Once that cage door closes, I'm trying to soak in as much as possible. I don't want it to be over in a a split second. I'm trying to create these stories and uh, create these fantastic fights. And uh, man, I'm, I'm ready to be in there for 15 plus minutes. That's the difference between you and Jimmy. If they locked
5: him in there, oh, he'd be trying to get, he'd be trying to climb a little bird. We try to climb over the fucking cage.
4: I would literally mush my body through the fence to get out.
5: (laughs) Herb Dean would be pulling him on a pants.
4: (laughs) That's an interesting philosophy too. It kind of, everything is a reaction. So do you watch a lot of tape or any tape at all? Or how do you handle tape going in? Uh, Do you want to just get a basic idea and then not wonder what their game plan is? Yeah,
3: minimally. You know, it's like one of those things like left hand, right handed. How tall are they? Um, How do they like to move? But outside of that, uh, I mean, it's like they're going to come in, you know, like I, I feel like if you've watched past fights, right, you're already behind, right, I'm a new fighter in this fight, and I'm assuming Bobby Green is also, you know, Bobby Green might try to wrestle me this time around, I, you never know, and so I, I definitely understand, like, uh, you know, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses might be, but uh, yeah, overall, we're
5: just going to find out on Saturday. Now, I'm going to ask a question that I asked Jared, and uh, it, it pertain to this fight also, what are you going to do when he's – because you're both fighting guys that like to get a little chatty in there. Now, what if Bobby Green – starts? he says some funny shit, Bobby Green. You know, if he starts trying to throw some verbal thing, uh, jabs in there and you talk, are you going to talk – are you going to become a, you know, a chatty Drew Dober or no? You're just going to
3: – I've never had a guy, like, talk as much as I've seen Bobby talk. And so I'm eager to find out. You know, these are the ones things like – I'm, like, I'm excited for people to, to, to speak their opinion because it's going to bring something out of me that I may or may not, you know, have ever done before. And, I uh, mean, I look forward to it. And, uh, man, I had a little, uh, little uh, step up with the last one, with the Rafael Alves, with his dance moves in the middle of the fight. Uh, and that was also equally as fantastic. But uh, who knows? I might listen and come back, or I might just punch him in, a, in the mouth as soon as that vowel comes out. Who knows?
4: Yeah, i'm wondering how do you think it will uh i I asked jared the same thing too but does does it affect you at all because there is that schoolyard thing just between guys where if somebody's talking in that in, in a confrontational way it just sparks something and uh some guys are able to block it out and really not give a shit, and other guys it does bother them um and if it bothers them it could change what they're doing for not the better
3: yeah for me it's neither I, I neither block it out, nor does it bother me. Like, I'm in this fight game because it's fun for me. Like, this is playtime. This is this is what I would want to do on recess, right? Like, we're, we're having fun with it. So as soon as he starts moving his mouth, it's even more fun for me. And this is the fight that I'm looking forward to have. And, uh, man, I think it might not play in his favor because when I'm having fun, the power comes out.
4: Now, you talked about, like, how you don't like – you're a reactor – do you have like a very fast mind, like meaning like, are you, were you good in school? Like were you, were you like, were you bored very easily? Was your mind always moving? So you just react because this way it's the most immediate in the moment thing to, to do because you have trouble, not trouble, but you don't like to concentrate for long periods of time?
3: It depends on what it is, uh, you know, in school for on that one, like, no, I didn't like paying attention. Uh, I, I really struggled with that. But uh, fighting is really, uh, it's been kind of like the solution to my ADHD, like fighting and martial arts and and everything else like that really was just like my solution to just getting focused. And uh, but uh, the the key to fighting is not to be overly focused. And I think with my loss against Brad Rodell was just that tunnel vision. I was overly focused and I had this expectation that I was going to knock brad out and uh man unfortunately i feel like that's how i lost the decision and uh, we're not doing that again so we're not going to be overly focused with bobby we're going to be
5: loose we're going to have fun and we're going to see what happens i recommend any fighter that has adhd like listen i never got tested but jimmy thinks his chances i might have something and uh i think it helped me during fighting because it literally kept me in the moment it kept me in the moment I, can't, I don't have the ability to think too fucking far ahead. It can't, same thing with jujitsu. It keeps me in the moment. So, my ADHD. So, if they're trying to get uh, yeah. that pill, you're like in that new fucking Lemon Matrix movie, just pull that shit down the drain. <laughs> that movie sucks. Yeah, any kid that gets diagnosed with ADHD, just,
3: just learn how to throw a punch or take a punch. Yeah, take a jiu-jitsu class. <laughs> so, you know, gotcha. you
4: gotta- yeah, getting bored very easily, a lot of times it makes people reactionary reactors because again you just whatever's happening you want to react to it uh in the moment i do understand that although not in a fighting sense but yeah it's, it's good you found a, an outlet for it uh and when did you realize that it was helping you with that or, or that it was that it was a good focus for that or did you not realize it, it you just did it and that was the result
3: It was practically immediately. I I joined martial arts at 13. And everything before then was just uh, sporadic and spontaneous and variety. And uh, man, the the moment I joined martial arts, I was like, Oh, wow, this is this is fun. And like it caught my attention and kept my attention. And here I am, like 20 plus years later, and it still has my attention.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea.
5: Jimmy, never too late, Jimmy.
4: No, I know, and I was training before the pandemic uh, at, uh, at, with Jimmy Rivera, and then it just, the school closed and then moved, and I'm such a fucking lazy shit, I should just go to Henzo's, but I just keep saying that, and I don't have time, and I'm lazy. There's two things. I'm, I don't have time, and I'm lazy. The lazy is a big part of not going over there. But anyway, um, what do you do when, you, when you're when unmotivated? You have to have those days. How do you force yourself to get out there?
3: I mean, it's just discipline. Just discipline, just – uh. So I, Life in general is uncomfortable and you just gotta learn to get past that. And uh just finding the positivity and the fun in things is is something that I, I practice and I, I try to put forth. And so yeah, not every day is motivated, but uh you gotta you gotta find it. You gotta find that motivation and uh it, it's easier said than done, but uh yeah, every uh, self-help book, you know, just you just gotta, you know, kick some dirt on it and move forward.
5: Yeah. Uh, drew i was in oh yeah you got married are you married or you just got engaged what am i what is (laughs) i am married and i just announced uh
3: we're we're expecting next year
4: in june right that's great congratulations sorry to
3: clap. question jimmy i'm happy that he's no 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 i
4: said i was just saying in june i think it is right
3: yes yeah june 2nd i mean who knows the baby's gonna come out when it wants to come out but uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this dad strength about to come next year Oh, that's, that's very, and, and how old
5: are you now, if you don't mind me? I'm 34, about uh, time. That's the exact time I had a kid. You see this? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, I'm just saying. It's nice. I mean, I'm trying to learn from the best, right? Oh, thank you. Jimmy doesn't have any children. but he. No, will a, I
4: ever. no I'm, not, I'm not never going to have not, kids. Uh, but... I
5: don't think Jimmy's going to be a dad. Let's no. try he can adopt.
4: No, it's not. My, it's not my, my DNA is not wired necessarily to want kids, so it's better people who really want kids have kids because they'll be better parents than I would be. I am, I'm a self-centered ass, and I like to leave when I want to leave, and that's not a good parent.
5: Any pets, Jimmy?
4: Um, no. My girlfriend wants a dog, though.
5: Oh, you have a girlfriend. No, well, That's good. Though. I know your girlfriend's sweet. Jimmy, you're going to need that unconditional love, though, and you're going to need it soon.
4: I don't deserve it, Matt. What about I now? You- let me ask. <laughs> I have to earn love. Are you now, Drew? Are you nervous? Obviously, everybody's nervous as a first-time parent. Are you, uh, or are you just a hundred percent looking forward to it? Or do you have any nerves associated with it? Because I would be terrified.
3: It's just like fighting. It's like this. It's a blend of excitement and nervousness, and not knowing what's going to happen. And no matter how much you prepare for it, right. you know it's like not enough, you know. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's an extended version of fighting. Right? Fighting is fifteen minutes, and this is eighteen plus years, you know. And this is the boy, and then it's twenty plus years. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Well, what do you do to prepare yourself? Are, are you like taking classes? Are you reading stuff? Uh, what, what are you guys just talking things over? Like, how do you get yourself ready to, to, to know what to do?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we're, we're discussing kind of like what we like to get across and all that stuff. Um, but really, it all comes down to uh, uh, my favorite like, Buddhist proverb is you can't pour from an empty cup. And so I'm, we're working on ourselves, right? I'm working on me and uh, I've defined fighting for myself as the constant search of self-improvement. So the more I can improve myself, the more I can bleed onto others. And I think just, you know, between my wife and I, the, the more we can help each other, the more we can help others. And uh, I think that's just going to make us good parents. I agree. Yeah. As a parent.
4: I, I agree as a person who has parents, I have parents <laughs> that are <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's nice, man. Um, well, look, good luck against Bobby. This is a great opening uh, a main card fight. And, uh, you know, you're never in a, a, a boring fight ever. And neither is he. I mean, this is a tremendous fight. So uh, have, a, have a good one, man. We'd love to have you back on soon and uh, maybe after this one before your next one. And um, glad to see you back winning again
3: yeah you guys let me know as soon as you want me back uh i can even do it next week while i'm all colorful and whatnot but uh yeah you guys just let me know this is one of my uh, favorite uh podcasts or to be on so you guys just you know let me know all right fuck yeah thanks drew thank you
4: Drew. yeah we'll definitely talk to you soon. yeah congratulations man it's great news
3: thank you thank you all
4: right buddy congratulations. all right take care of yourself
3: you guys have fun take
0: care buddy
5: That's nice. I like when people are doing well in life. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, he's great. Who doesn't like, you can't not like Drew Dober. You can't. It's impossible. He's a nice guy. He's a great fighter.
5: Yes, we we love him. And congrats on on not having a, on on the, on the upcoming addition to the
4: That's an interesting proverb, too. Like Buddhism, that makes me want to explore it a little bit, just not to be religious with it, but just to pick up a little bit. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's, that's a great proverb.
5: Yeah, because it's empty. Exactly. I've tried,
4: though. I've tried a lot.
5: I didn't have to add that in. No, like, I
4: knew it. I understood it. Jimmy, I, I Jimmy. didn't say, why can't you pour from an empty cup? And you didn't not even not, impart the wisdom it of it's empty.
5: A, it was more of a statement than a, than a question. So what, What, Matt, you got to tell me what happened? Jimmy, I was taking a shit. At university. Now, I mean, this is how I started.
4: That's the start of every great story. <laughs> can,
5: I explain, can I just explain to you, Jimmy, that I didn't expect that. That's kind of going viral if it's eight hundred, almost a million views. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, I yeah. did not expect that. I was venting in that video. Sure. And while I was venting, um it the, the uh my storage on my phone was full so it ended with me saying half the story so what i did with my little simple brain which sometimes works really good i go you know what let me tell everyone. i'm gonna talk about on the podcast so i go if anybody wants to hear, so i start to tell the story on this thing and it ends with me saying occupied like i'm in the store and at that exact point people want to hear what's going on so i go look i didn't mean to give a cliffhanger but i go look anybody wants to hear this Yep. Cool. Let's listen to the podcast. So next thing you know, it got a lot of traffic. And even the I talked to you know the powers that be with this show. And they're like, hey man, that was really good thinking. We got how many new subscribers? Oh, well, I, nice. Oh, I didn't even know <laughs> I was talking to Adam. I go, Yeah, you know, you know, me always thinking. Meanwhile, I didn't fucking even think I was just it. It was just stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny how it works. So, Jimmy, um, you know, I got a stomach ache. My family, I have a stomach mm-hmm. issues, I got ultra-
4: you like eight. to poo.
5: Well, I got ultra, 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 ultra. Colitis. Colitis. Ultra. I'm fucking it up.
4: I don't know the word either, but I know colitis is the end of
5: it. Yeah, I said it before. But anyway, I have bad colitis. You know, here and there, I got flare-ups. My family went on a a, a roller coaster. I'm in one of those packed bathrooms, right? So when I went to a stall, finally, you know, there's a couple guys cleaning it. Well, dude, it's a packed bathroom. They started knocking on the stall that I'm using the bathroom. Jimmy. I'm polite at first. Yeah. In, the up, in here, buddy. And I see them standing outside, you know, not even a minute later, Jimmy. I'm like, oh, you're occupied, Jimmy. Not even another minute, 30 seconds. I go, hey, uh, are you serious? I go, are you serious? I go, hey, I, you know, occupied, buddy. I see the hand, oh, picture the hand, the blunt hand over the stall. I have to clean the stall. Oh, what a like, fucking dick, Jimmy! It's harassment. It's fucking and Jimmy. I'm like, now listen, you know me, and I'm thinking, am I cre- am I taking crazy pills? Am I fucking? Is this? I go, oh, you got to clean the stall. I go, how about what I'm done taking a shit? You know, good for you. So he goes, oh, sir, you can't curse like that. There's children. I go, I can't curse like that. Get the fuck away from the stall. How about that? Yeah. So now, Jimmy, you think that would be it, right? Because I'm annoyed. I mean, who wouldn't be annoyed?
4: Of course, right? I'm annoyed listening Jimmy, to this.
5: Jimmy, Jimmy, it's amazing. So I'm still trying to finish up, and I have issues. You know that. So now I'm, I see them out there. They're, they're right outside the uh, the stall, the two of them. They're talking Spanish or whatever. And then I hear, oh, no, sorry, you can't use this. That This guy's in here for 25 minutes. Use the other three when they're open. Oh, okay. Now you're fu-. I go, oh, I go, hey, buddy, keep those same jokes and that same energy when I'm done in here. Because I'm not now. Yeah. Now now you're fucking with me. Now you're fucking with a guy.
4: Yeah, just some uh, jerk off cleaning the toilet.
5: I have a condition, man. Not only that, even if I didn't, who the fuck are you? To be, uh, yeah. So are are
4: customer but, at Disney shitting.
5: It's universal. I don't want to fuck with. I mean, you know, oh
4: universal. All right. Well. I mean, I don't know,
5: but anyway. So Jimmy, when I was done, I kicked open that stall like a fucking saloon fucking door in a, a fucking cowboy movie. I boom. Who's the wise ass? So the one guy's facing me a little bit bigger than me, my size. And then this other little fat guy comes out from behind the door that I kicked open and he's looking at me. He's the one in the video. Yeah. I go, What's up, man? You got some jokes? You got something to say? He goes, he's looking at me. I go, what's up, man? You, you're knocking the fucking down the fucking door when I'm he goes, you can't curse. i I'm, I'm gonna call security. Oh what a fucking here. asshole. I go, don't make it about my language. You fucked up. I go, tell me why you're breaking down the door. What I'm Sir, I'm good. At, no, you can't you can't curse. I go, fuck you, jerk off. I go, for you. Oh, Security, and now there's a whole. I look up at this uh, guys, dads with their kids at the urinals. I go, "Hey, look, I apologize. I have kids too. This guy's wrong and he's out of line." So we walk outside, and then I started videoing, and I'm like, "Look, I started to say what happened exactly like I told you." Sure. And it cut off when I said "occupy." go, "He knocks again, occupy," and then it cut off. <laughs> so yeah. I end up telling the story when I did go outside. Security to sum it up, ended up showing up, and I could tell right away. You know, a guy comes up to me. I could tell, he, I could tell right away. He kind of, I think he know recognized me. Had to be like that. Yeah. So I told him, "Hey, you're looking for a short, ball guy, <laughs> you know?" So I go, "Look, man," I started to explain to him, and then this fucking giant man comes up, Matt Sarah. I think he was from Canada, and uh, oh, I don't know where he was from, but nice guy, big guy. Did he work might have, there? Might have been from the UK. No, he doesn't work there. He's there oh, with he's just a guy. Okay. So he's there. He's a fan, you know. So he's like, "Mad, Sarah." I go, "Oh," he's like, "I'm a big fan." You know, I use the same line. I'm like, "Oh, big fan." Anyway, so I go, oh, "Hold on one second. I'm telling. I'm trying to explain security that I'm not a jerk off. Well, let me just. And then he's going, "Oh, do you know who this is?" Like, "Oh, come on." So, I think I took. If you look on my Instagram, this guy. His name is Lee. He took. He wanted to get a picture. I go, "Look, put me in a choke." He goes, "No, no." I go, "Don't no, do it." So you see this big guy. Coking me, yeah, and uh, I told him, "One one second, Lee, let me explain to the security that I'm not a jerk off." So and I and then the security's basically a Hey, listen I'll make sure that they know that's a miscommunication on their part. I go, "Well, not exactly. They were wrong. They were fucking with me." Am I going to go to their supervisors? No.
4: Oh, I would have.
5: I, I go. I'm not that's a what bitch. I would have
4: done. I would have tried to get them fired or get a free trip for the day.
5: I go. I'm not a little bitch like that fat bastard. I yeah. go, but you know let it, it is what it is, so, you know, I took a picture with Lee, put that on my Instagram, gave him a shout out for backing me up, (laughs) security was cool, and uh, they were dead wrong, so now you have almost, so I, listen, my my looking for a fight, they got canceled out there, because something came up with Dana, so I told Rory, my producer, I go, look, Every time we do the show, we get a million hits. I the, the show got canceled. I still got us a million views. So they're going to keep We'll keep that. I didn't know. It's so funny, Jimmy. I didn't. I literally, when I started, well, you watch that thing uh, yeah. on my Instagram, at Sarah B.J.J. It was literally me just venting. I'm venting. I'm like, dude, this fucking guy. And the guy's even like, don't record me. I'm like, dude, I'm bleeding. Who the
4: don't. fuck is he? Who is this fucking little fat asshole to say that you can't use the toilet? You're in the toilet.
5: Jimmy, the guy was on it. I have to clean the stall. I saw his gloved hand over the... I go, how about when I'm done taking a shit? Who would not first at that point? Who wouldn't? I go, how about when I'm done taking a shit? My story will never change because it's 100%. Uh, and, then, and then after all that, I have to clean the stall. It was, oh, no, you can't use this. This guy's in here for over 25 minutes. I, Dude, that's harassment.
4: I you should have went to the park. I know to- Universal. I would have gotten, gotten the park manager... Uh, I think you're crazy not to because that guy's a jerk off and he's going to do that to somebody
5: else. Jimmy, if you look on my Instagram, you'll see that little fat bastard.
4: I saw him. I saw the a little world, fat creep. The
5: world will see. And I don't listen. One of my favorite, I said this when I had Dean Thomas co-hosting with me. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes. And I said it before from Muhammad Ali. Don't start shooting off quotes. Stop it. I, that's what Dean Thomas did.
4: Oh, this guy's I, hateable.
5: Oh, you see that little fat fuck? Oh, I hate him. He look like where's Pat from the fucking whatever? It's Pat, or whatever. But like a little, like a little like tan version. But listen to me, this
2: motherfucker
5: yeah. very, very, stupid, dude nasty. But uh what was I up to?
4: Talking I, about Miss Pat?
5: No, no, for this guy. So uh, I don't know. I was up to something, but
4: I think but, you should. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully Universal should reach out. I put him uh, a uh
5: glass and. Uh, you know, I just you, you don't. People have stomach issues. I, you know, I do. Yes. Really doing, I mean, so you know, when you hear this guy outside, people like, oh, he's saying that he was cursing in front of kids. Why don't you tell the whole story, dude? That you're beating down yeah. the door, robbing the bathroom, Very unprofessional. Oh, my Muhammad Ali quote was this was the Muhammad Ali quote. It's he's never he doesn't trust anybody that's nice to him but not nice to the waiter
0: because yeah. they would
5: treat the waiter the same way they would treat him the same way if he had that job so i'm not me listen this guy's working on toilets i mean he's cleaning toilets i don't envy the job and i would never fuck with somebody in a position that's in that position but there's a, you don't do that he no was he was dead wrong and he was holding to his guns there was no pilot it was it was of course rude. not of course not it was being bullied it was bullying. and if I, and and sometimes I think like these things happen to me. Why do they happen to me? I'm like, you know what? That might have happened to a lot of different people, and nobody probably ever said anything. So that's what happens when people are like, "Why does shit happen to you and other people?" Maybe shit does happen, but nobody speaks up. So
4: what happened? Did he did he finally walk away? Did he that little fucking short leg? Did he finally walk away?
5: When I was outside, he was waiting out there for a little bit, and I go, "Look, oh, I'm bitch. waiting right over there by the roller coaster. All right, you want to come, Tubby? You can come." But I'll be over there. You send security my way. I'm not going to be waiting here. I got to wait for my family. And then, you know, so I seen him pacing back and forth till security came. Then after that, he probably saw that guy taking the picture with me. He probably saw me talking to security. And then I didn't see him after that. Because, you know, he thought he was having one up on me when security got there. Yeah, he went to eat. Oh, he went, he went to cursing eat. Cursing in front of kids and this and that. People who speak Spanish said in the beginning of the video that they were, he was saying in Spanish, this guy's cursing in front of children type of thing. Yeah. Hey, man, I have kids. And how about this? How about the other dads in that bathroom? Shame. Shame on you. Because if you knew, maybe not, but if you knew what was going on, it was on for a little bit. If I seen that and I'm with a kid and I, oh, you can't call me up. Sorry, everybody. This guy's in here for 25. Obviously, they're fucking with me. And then you hear me saying, hey, dude, occupy. It's not like he said, knocked on the door and I'm starting to scream cursing at the guy. It was the third time. And Jimmy, what, not even like a minute or so in between. And I got. Obviously, it's Hockey the? Too bad you-, you
4: couldn't film from inside. Too bad you didn't think to film from inside there, like his hand coming over the door.
5: I, You know, I should have. Now that you think about that. I,
4: yeah, of course, later.
5: But unbelievable, Jimmy. I started inventing started with it, but it is funny. I think we got some new subscribers because of it. Because <laughs> I left that cliffhanger.
4: Well, good for you, buddy. You're, you're a better man than me. But this is why God didn't give me the ability to fight. Well, then again, you worked for it. You didn't just get it. You worked for it. But I mean, I would have gotten out and immediately strangled Fatso. I, I would mean, have immediately strangled I was, I that was
5: joke. so I was looking at him and saying, where's the jokes now? Huh, Jerkoff? You can't curse. No, don't make it about my cursing. Let's make it about you beating on the door when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> Jimmy. So anyway, that was the story. Good I for you. But, uh, you know, we have fun. All right, we did our predictions, didn't we? Oh, no. No,
4: we only did the uh, main no. event. Let's do the co-main. is Armand Sarukian against uh, Demir uh 24-1. and a very solid striker, and obviously, uh, Saruki in 18 and threes, five and two in the UFC, and uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous fighter coming off a uh, a loss to uh, to Gamrod, uh, which was a good fight, but uh,
5: me who I'm to pick, please, as me who I pick.
4: I think you're gonna take, uh,
5: here's how I
4: know you're, I know you're taking Saruki. <laughs> Cause you're gonna say Demir won't like it.
5: <laughs> we have so much fun on UFC Unfiltered. I'm, uh, I'm going with. It. Ah, it's okay. okay. Him by, uh, that's from Street Fighter, Jim. You want to do it? It's fun. I
4: don't. I'll do it after.
5: Okay. okay. Uh, he. Uh, uh, listen, dude. He's he's good. He and I, I mean that's an understatement. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say decision because this 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 uh, Demir is no lemon at all and he's no game. and
4: uh, demir I'm, I'm gonna take his Mugula by decision because his last uh oh. six wins or whatever five have been by decision so he seems to be comfortable pacing himself to the end i'm going to take uh his Mugula. i like surukian a lot i just want to bet uh the opposite okay. um, Oh, by the way i didn't
5: pick on the jared karenia sean strickland thing.
4: oh who are you taking
5: uh, i'm going to take jared also you know okay uh, uh, how
4: and what round
5: you know what I was gonna say by stoppage, and I, you know what? I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. You know what? No, I'm not. Strickland's—he's mm, tough. He is tough, and I think he might be in it the whole time. I'll say Jared by decision, even though I don't want that. I want, I want to stop it somewhere, but you know, I'm gonna say Strickland's tough enough where he might just lose the battle in the uh, long run. You know. Okay. So I'm gonna say Jared Carone by decision. All right.
4: All right, buddy. Uh, this was a great episode. Thank you to the great Drew Dober and Jared are two guys I really love watching. And uh, we'll talk on Monday. Matt, have a great weekend. And don't forget to tune in 4 p.m. for the prelims and 7 p.m. for the main card.
5: Goodbye, everyone.
4: Goodbye. You, now, who are you rooting for in the Sarukian fight? Who are you picking?
5: Don't you leave. Don't leave. Sarukian.
4: I was going to leave, but you called me out. All right. I'll see you this weekend. <laughs> Bye, buddy.
5: Bye, everybody.